and welcome back to the show. Spoink. <laughs> welcome, folks. Welcome back to the Trailer Blazers, the Trailer Blazers, the Internet's premier podcast about trailers, about video game trailers, movie trailers, you name it. I'm one of your hosts, Ben Moon, and I'm joined by the other one, Nick Kelly. That's me. Are you are you illustrious this week? This week I am a little lackluster. Lackluster, non-luminous, Nick Kelly. I'm matte finish. But that facial hair is looking good there, buddy boy. Yeah, my Riker beard. Riker beard coming in nice. He, ladies and gentlemen, he's got enough hairs per square inch to pull it off. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I could do it, but Riker's happening at Dragon Con, so... We love it. We love to do the Star Treks. Um, that reminds me, I need to get, I need to make the uh, the goodies and all that kind of stuff if I'm going to do it. Yep. I need to get on that. Well, uh, we took a week off because it was uh, not much going on last week. You know, no, not too much to talk about. We only had four on the on the outline last week. Yeah. So now we have more. Not. A great showing. I'm gonna. We're in the Dregs Lands. It's Dregs here. Lands. It's Dregs Lands. And I was like, because I was when I was watching these trailers, I was going, man, am I just salty this week? Because I don't like anything hardly. But I think it's just at Dregs Lands. Yeah, there's mm. a couple on here that I'll watch, but yeah. Mm. Well, speaking of uh, watching, let's talk a little bit about what we done had watched this past week. What we done had watched this past week. A lot of my shows ended. Uh, their seasons ended so i watched the finale of monarch uh, it was a good season finale mm-hmm. i watched the season finale of fargo definitely the best season just incredible absolutely incredible season uh, i've still been watching the mystery science theater forever on youtube pretty much any time that i'm doing other stuff like it's the best show in the world to watch passively because it doesn't matter what the movie is, you just you catch a, a a scene and you get their funny comments. So right. Um, I read an X twenty three omnibus, uh, so I was in the mood to watch Logan. So I watched Logan because uh, I wanted to see X twenty three. That makes sense. Man, good good casting for her. Hmm. Uh, just like in the comics, I love that movie. That is such a good movie. Uh, incredible movie. Um, season four of For All Mankind ended, so watch the finale of season four of For All Mankind. Yet again, one of the best shows no one talks about. Uh, really, really good show. Uh, it's a Ronald D. Moore show, so, you know, Battlestar Galactica, Star Trek, TNG. These are Ronald D. Moore shows. Ah. Uh, and he's the best at space. Hmm. And then Jess and I watched the first season of The Changeling on Apple TV+. Plus. Who's in that? It's Lakeith Stanfield, who is in like Ryan Johnson movies, and he did the voice of uh, was it Yasuke in that the Netflix animated show about the Black Samurai. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's really good. Uh, it's it's like about you know folklore changeling, like fairy changeling, but it's modern, so it's like urban fantasy, which is one of my favorite genres. Yeah. Uh, it was a cliffhanger, so hopefully it gets renewed as because it's planned to be two seasons. So it's it's based on a book that Jess read, uh, but it was really creepy and good, and I hope they finish it. 
And then Jess and I watched uh, John Carpenter's Christine, based on the Stephen King novel, the movie from the 70s. Uh, really cool the way that they made the car heal itself by reversing the footage of, of it getting smashed up. Cause it's about a killer car. Yeah. Uh, so I had not seen that movie. Uh, and then we were like, we should just watch all John Carpenter's movies because his movies are, are always so good. And that's what I watched. Very nice. Very good. Um, so Aaron and I are still making our way through what we do in the shadows. We're about to finish season three. So funny. Just so funny. Um, yes. I've been watching DBZ, of course, when I'm working on stuff. Uh, trying to finish What If. I'm not quite finished with What If. Not quite finished with Monarch. I think I have like an episode or, or two left. The uh, last two episodes are the best episodes. Oh, okay. So. Well, that's great. Yeah, so I'll, I'll finish that. Um, Aaron and I watched the Emmy Awards. Um, and Bear sweeped it, which it should have because it's like one of the best shows on TV. Um, won a lot of awards, so that was good. Uh, I watched Formula E, the first race of the season. So uh, Formula E is sort of like the first... Well, Formula E and sports car racing sort of start off the year, and then you have like IndyCar and all that kind of stuff kind of follow along. So start watching racing again, and then watch the first episode of Echo, Excellent. which I liked. Uh, I mean, we already talked about Echo, though. Maybe, did I, had I watched it last time? Uh, I know that I had watched it, and we were talking about it, so mm. maybe you did. It's been two weeks, so it's hard to remember. It's hard to remember. Anyway, well, I'm, I'm going through that, so... Uh, so yeah, so I'll continue watching all these things and, uh, and we'll report, we'll report back. Okay. Uh, all right. So that's all we don't have to watch. And, uh, we do have some new news. This is the dumb dudes news network. Yeah. Most of it is uh daredevil based and. That's okay with me. Yeah, absolutely. So Karen and Foggy are rejoining the cast of Daredevil. That is good for several reasons. Tell me. Num- number one, you cannot have a Daredevil thing without Foggy. Like, Foggy goes with Daredevil. Mm-hmm. He's like his... It's like... It's just the, There's two main characters in Daredevil comics. It's, it's Matt and Foggy. That's <laughs> the two main characters. Yeah. Uh, and... That connects it better to the Netflix ones, which is which are now canon, uh, so it makes sense for them to do that. Um, also, just like excluding them was really a stupid. I don't know what they were going to do. I'm glad they're changing directions on what they were doing with Daredevil: Born Again. Yeah, and the actress that plays Karen remind me of her name, Deborah Ann Wall. Deborah Ann Wall. Uh, she wants to play this character. Yes, she is. Uh, one of us she is definitely one of us yeah she's one of us so i i'm i'm happy that uh they're bringing her back yes uh then we have uh, i'll just go ahead to the next piece of uh daredevil news bullseye the actor who played bullseye is returning yeah wilson bethel now i think i've said this multiple times on this podcast but bullseye i thought was the weakest part of the entire netflix daredevil uh it's just he was like kind of like weak i felt like. it, it felt a little flat to me as well yeah flat mm-hmm. and daredevil's a mouth or i mean bullseye is a mouth character mm-hmm. not a quiet weirdo who's obsessed with his psychiatrist mm-hmm. uh he does get messed up after uh he does get messed up after daredevil like 
shatters his spine and stuff <laughs> in the comics and then he's got some psychotic episodes but he's still very he's very sarcastic and he never shuts up and the and Netflix guy I don't think he ever said anything hopefully they can kind of redeem how bullseye is to me maybe give him a costume <laughs> I think I just I, the only thing I would say um, is that they need to make him a little more uh, intimidating a little more dangerous yeah, like I feel like he he I I can't even remember the fight scene with him. You know, like it needs to be. Yeah. He seemed too fragile to me. Mm. I to me, um, the the Daredevil movie with uh, Ben Affleck that Dare yeah. that bullseye was more memorable. Yeah, I mean it was a ridiculous performance. Oh but, yes, it was ridiculous. But bullseye is kind of ridiculous, so. Yeah, they just they just need to dial it up a little with him. They just, yeah. It needs to be better than Netflix. I, some people like it, but like no, it was a bad bullseye. I will never, I will never not say that it was a bad bullseye. I ha- yeah, I have friends that really liked him. Yeah, they're bullseye. wrong. I'm sorry, it's objectively <laughs> incorrect. I I do I would actually I would actually take that note, and they need to do that with the entire Dare, Daredevil series. Just turn, just crank up the the volume crank it you know yeah. just crank the whole thing up yeah let's crank it up let's crank it up the only the only other piece of news i have here is that uh, john boyega of star wars fame uh and they cloned tyrone too. his great in that um i love him actually uh he is going to be in a book of eli prequel i liked that movie i did too saw it in the theater mm-hmm. um I already they're already making a fallout show though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so will he sell cat oil in this? Perhaps. Perhaps he will. John Boyega. So I I like John Boyega. My favorite thing of Book of Eli was that Tom Waits was in it. Tom Waits. Tom is patient. Tom Waits. Yeah, he had that junk shop where he charges his iPhone or whatever. That's right. That's right. So, anyway, that is all the news that we have, and that brings us to the question tomes. The questions tomes. This, uh, you came up with this week's questions tomes. This one is kind of tied to this week's upcoming Patreon episode, which is Ben and I talking about the Oscar nominations. Uh, so, look, look for that in your feed soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're recording it right after this. Indeed. So. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, what is your best picture for 2023? Because the, the nominations are out there, but I want to hear what, what your guys' best picture 2023 is. So just put it down on Instagram or, or leave a voicemail. We'll tell you how later. Email us. Yeah. Best picture 2023. Mine is... It was The two that we have here, mine and yours, are the top two for me. Uh, I went with Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I have never had a larger emotional reaction in a theater to any movie ever in my life. Oh, wow. So 100% that one. That's my favorite Marvel movie. I think it's the best Marvel movie. Uh, Definitely, for me, best picture. But it was also very close to to yours. Yeah, mine was Godzilla Minus One. Yes, that was incredible. Like, they're so neck and neck for, for me. Yeah, this, like Godzilla Minus One was the only movie last year that I was like, I'm going to evangelize this. I'm going to go see it in the theater again. Like, I'm going to go try to see it on uh, on Saturday morning, like a matinee, 
the black and white because you know the black and white version is only in America for one week starting on July 26th so when this comes out it's in the theaters in black and white my cousins are going to see the black and white yeah I don't really care for black and white versions of things I prefer color is that true of uh, Werewolf, Werewolf at Night uh, it's not in that case uh, that should be in black and white and I don't know why I have that distinction but I do but like Logan the 4k blu-ray when I watch Logan it has a Logan noir version which is the black and white version that I've just never watched because I, I'm like I don't know I just feel like Werewolf at Night is old style effects so it looks like it should be in black and white and modern movies being in black and white, I just uh, kind of feel it's gimmicky. Hmm. Hmm. Although, because uh, Godzilla Minus One takes place in the 40s, it would probably be a good one in black and white. Yeah, I think so. And I, I read, too, that they didn't just remove the color. Like, they actually went in and did, like, a lot of stuff by hand or, like did gradients differently like it's it's not just a switch that they flipped like they really put time and effort into it hmm. that's probably good it's so probably good to see i'm actually really excited about seeing it again and and seeing it in black and white i'm i'm really stoked so uh nice. so those are our answers but we would love to hear your answers yep let us know let us know please and thank you um enough of this uh section let's talk about the next portion of the of this here podcast, which is the new, 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 trailers, folks. We have an Adele Levine. If we have, if we count the patron select, then we have a Dazine. An Adele, a Dazine. Yeah, this is cleaner. Yeah. So, and that's true. And that, and it was, and it's a genuine uh, trailer as well that, uh, that, that Josh gave us. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, Josh. He was joshing with us. And he gave us a he gave us a trailer. It's Chinese. Yep. We'll get there. That'll be the twelve. That'll be the dozenth uh, trailer. Okay. First up, we have a trailer for Halo season two. Yes, they made it. Season two. Yep. So this is Paramount Plus. Uh, we all know the plot of Halo. It's it's Master Chief and his friends, and aliens, and Halos. Except this doesn't um, have a Halo. <laughs> yeah. Well, wasn't there one at the end of the? I haven't seen that. I don't know. I haven't finished it yet. I'm I'm gonna skip through, and like skip through season one to try to get to the end. I just um I don't care about a lot of it. Yeah, there's one episode that was the worst episode of anything I saw, where it was like about uh Bokeem Woodbine, his character, mm-hmm. and like no none of the aliens or anything were in it, and I was like I don't care about this or or these people. I, I don't um, I don't there's so many things let me let me tell you about all the stuff I don't care about I, do, I don't the, I, I care the least about the girl with the blonde hair that got abducted or whatever that she's yeah. on there you know, on the alien side could not care I don't like that character I don't like her um, I don't want anything to do with it I don't care about the pirate planet and the in the asteroid or whatever I don't care about that um I like I like the I don't really even care about master chiefs like origin all that much like okay he yeah. got stolen what i don't really care i t- here's what i like the most i like them taking the chips out of their bodies and experiencing emotions and stuff yeah that's, that was the best part. that's the best part right like her putting the grease in her hair and like waking up like that is 
that's good stuff right there. Um, you know, I, I don't know about the connection that, that he has to the rocks or whatever when he touches all that stuff. You know, like this, I just don't care. Like, I want the I'm, war. That That is in every sci-fi thing now where someone touches an artifact and has a vision and it drives me insane. Like I started Starfield and that happened and I quit. I quit when that happened and I have not picked it back up. It happens in Mass Effect too. Yeah, it's in literally everything. I have Nick Nick Kelly, I have never thought about this. And you are so right. Like it's like it everything everything is like flooding into my mind right yeah, now. No, it's it's like in fantasy it it bothers me when it's uh, just a Tolkien ripoff with humans, elves, and dwarves, and then the fantasy thing is just what cast are the elves in this one? In yeah. Dragon Age, uh. they were the lower cast. You know, that's it. But in yeah. sci-fi, it's touching the rock and having the vision. Like, stop <laughs> doing that. Come up with something stop. else. Oh my gosh! I just and it's, every time it's from an ancient civilization that has disappeared mysteriously. It's like come up with a new plot. Yeah. I think Halo would be a lot better if if it was like, hey, the alien class is like kind of warring with itself, and humans are kind of trying to get these outposts and and uh, colonies set up, you know, and so like we get a little bit of tension amongst the antagonists, and maybe there's a third because in the games there's a third a- antagonist in the game, right? The Flood. So yeah. maybe you introduce that. And I know they're doing like the fall of reach. It looks like next season is going to be the fall of reach. Uh-huh. Um, and that's fine. I think that's fine. But I just, I would, I would rewrite that. I would love, let me tell you this. I would love the opportunity to rewrite this show. Yeah. Uh, I just think it had too many people that didn't care about the source material, mm-hmm. which is the problem with most things. Yeah. Um, that being said, I don't care about the source material at all. I have zero attachment to Halo outside of Red versus Blue. So <laughs> I don't care. Um, I'm not, see, that's the thing, Nick. I'm not precious about it either. Um, but the, and I was like, okay, I don't care if they go in different directions, but the different directions have to be good. Yes. That's where, that's where I was going. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we're going to the same place. <laughs> I would say that season one, I, and I enjoyed watching it for some, like the effects and the, Sure. Stuff like that. Yeah, there's some cool so scenes. I would say it was 33% good and 66% dumb. And, uh, But it had enough potential for me to watch the second season. Now, if the second season is bad, I'm not going to keep going after that. Sure. But I will watch the second season. I will too. I'm going to skip. I'm going to just skip the parts I don't like in season one. Yeah. I'm sure that's definitely skip that one episode with that. Yeah. That's all about. Bokeem Woodbine and the girl that he's with. Oh my gosh, why is that in the show? I don't know. What even bad. is that? Who cares? I, no I, one. Like, people watch the show to see Spartans. Do they not? Yes. They watch the show to see Spartans. Yeah, fighting the Covenant. Fighting the Covenant. I tell yeah. you what, go take me on a hero's journey with the with the um the Spartans. Like maybe maybe get them lost and now they gotta yeah. get back. You know, something like that's been, that's kind of tropey too. Well, at least that's like, we're, we're seeing interesting characters do it. You know, a trope is just because something's a trope doesn't mean it is a bad thing to be avoided at all costs. Sure. Sure. Okay. Well, I'll, uh, I'll report back if I kind of skip through the, the rest of season one and, and let you know. My yeah. Thoughts. Okay. Second uh, trailer that we have here is called hundreds of beavers this is my favorite thing okay. on the entire list. Okay, so we we need to talk about this because I did not understand this. 
The plot is in this nineteen in the 19th century supernatural winter epic, a drunken Applejack salesman must go from zero to hero and become North America's greatest fur trapper by defeating hundreds of beavers. So this is made like a 1940s silent film slapstick movie where it's just like a gag movie where it's this guy in the wilderness of Canada fighting literally hundreds of beavers and then uh all of the effects are like like charlie chaplin or looney tunes-esque goofy cartoon world effects and i just think it looks really funny and i can't wait to watch it yeah so i was like is this a real movie it looks like an internet short it is a real movie it is made to look like a 1940s slapstick comedy. How long is it? Um, I don't know What's if it says that time? on IMDb. The runtime. I don't see that anywhere. It's it's people. I don't know. It's people in Kigurumi suits, like in furry suits. Well, I think they look more like mascot suits. Ma- oh, ma- yeah, that's maybe that's probably a better description. Yeah, so like a yeah. mascot suit, and. Uh, I just didn't get it. I don't know. I it was it was lost on me. Well, I think it's going to be great and hilarious. <laughs> uh, it looks like they're trying to emulate like Three Stooges, which is one of my favorite things. So oh, okay. See, I'm not like a big Three Stooges guy, so it would it it, it, it hits you differently. It hit you're you're yeah. you're like the target audience. I am a hundred percent the target audience okay. for this. Okay, okay, okay. Well, we'll let you we'll uh, let you report back. Yeah, uh, that one I will. That's the only one on here that, to me, like is a must see. Do you know where it's coming out or how to watch it? Nope, not yet. Okay, I'll figure it out though. Um, speaking of figuring out how to watch it, do you remember that trailer that we saw of like the Japanese woodblock characters fighting? Yeah, Josh sent us that. Yeah, I hit what he sent us this week reminded me of that, and I yeah. I want to go back that. I really want to see that. That was one of the most creative, cool things I've ever seen. Okay. Well, he'll probably send me a link to to it after listening. So. Okay. Yes. Thank you ahead of time, Josh. Yeah. Let us know how that... that Because that was like a Kickstarter. It, it so was, Let us yeah. know how that went. Yeah. I doubt I can back it anymore, but uh, if, if I can pay to see it, maybe I'll do that. Yeah. So, Josh, text me. Let us know. Let us know. All right, so next up we have a trailer for The Gentleman, this uh, Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah, it's, uh, this is actually a series. Oh, it's a series. Uh, That's Based right. on the movie that he made called The Gentleman with Matthew McConaughey. Okay. Uh, the plot is Eddie Halstead inherits a large estate from his father, unaware it fronts Pearson's drug empire. With no crime experience, he must take over the operation or lose the estate. Yeah, I have not seen the movie. Missy said it was good. And that is all I know. But I like Guy Ritchie. Um, pretty much most of the stuff I've seen by him I have liked. And Snatch is one of the best movies ever. And really liked his King Arthur. So, uh, once I see the movie, I might be willing to go back and watch this. Um, is this like a sequel to the movie? Or is it just like a based on the movie? Or- I think it's... The the trailer says from the world of Guy Ritchie, so I assume it's tangentially related, okay. but not a direct comparison. Because I don't see Matthew McConaughey. Right, as. right. I should know if it was like the same characters' names or whatever. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't know because I haven't seen okay, the movie. Okay, okay. 
Well, you know, this trailer, it was an okay trailer. I, you know, when I saw it, I was like, I don't know that if I had just seen this trailer randomly without knowing what it was or who made it, I don't know that I would have been like super interested, but because it has Guy Ritchie who's making it a name attached, I'm like, okay, I am interested. I don't know if he's even like he I think he's only producing it. So oh. I don't think it's a direct hands on approach. Oh, he's really? Taking. Okay. Well maybe I'm maybe a little less interested then. Yeah, I'm more interested in watching the movie than I am the series. Mm. Yeah, maybe I should check out the movie. Maybe that's a good first step. And then if I'm like hooked, I'm like, this is great. Maybe I will watch a couple episodes of the show and see if it hooks me as well. There you go. Yeah. I mean, the style is somewhat similar, isn't it? You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. It'll be emulating the style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, next up, we have Spaceman. Yeah, this is one of those, uh, the rare Adam Sandler serious outings. Mm-hmm. Uh, the plot is uh, Jakob Prashatya. I don't know how to say that name. Orphaned as a boy and raised in the Czech countryside by his grandparents, overcomes his odds to become the country's first astronaut. So we got uh, Adam Sandler. We got Carrie Mulligan, who is Irene from Drive. And uh, uh, Paul Dano is the voice of like a spider alien thing. And it's about Adam Sandler floating off in space by himself, kind of gets lonely and there's like a weird alien spider thing. Which is most likely in his head. Possibly, yeah. That's what the vibe that I got from the trailer was. Yeah. This this is just this is an emotional journey of a lonely astronaut. That is correct. Yeah, I just I'm out. I don't I don't want to go on this journey. You know, I'll just rewatch Moon. Yeah, yeah. There already is a Sam Rockwell one, so <laughs> Sam Rockwell is better than Adam Sandler. Yeah. I do you did you did you like Moon? Yeah, it's great. God, it's great I love that movie. I just I love Sam Rockwell is not in enough things. He's one of my no. favorite actors. Yeah, he's one of the best. He's always so entertaining. He's so charismatic. He he rolled a nat twenty. That's why Justin Hammer is the most underrated MCU villain. Agreed. We would love to see a show. I'd love to see a Justin Hammer show. How about that? Yeah. Oh, I would absolutely watch that. You know, or mini series, whatever that whatever Disney wants to do. It's just perfect for them to bring him back because Tony is dead. Yeah. And he can try and get, if he's out of prison, he can try and retake that niche. Mm-hmm. I just know because they're, they're make, adapting Armor Wars and I'm just afraid they're going to make it be about Skrulls instead of what it actually is about, you know, mm-hmm. with Justin Hammer. And I just, I don't know. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of faith at currently. No, no me a- after a se- After Secret Wars. Yeah, that was bad. Um, so anyway, I'll miss Spaceman. Um, I will not miss this next one. I am going to watch this. It's Avatar The Last Airbender. This is the second trailer we got for this? Yeah, this is the full trailer okay. for the live action remake of Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, so I, I have been pretty, uh, against watching this. Um, I, it's part of this thing where people think that live action is an upgrade over animation, right. which is not true. And it's usually worse, to be honest. Like when they make live action versions of animated things, like 99% of the the time, the effects don't live up to what you're expecting from the animated one. So it's just uh, a shorter 
version with lesser special effects and possibly not the best acting from everyone or someone won't match up and they always change something and it's never it's never like positive changes it's always weird changes so it's just it's always inferior to me and the only ex the only exception i have is in star wars when they bring characters from the animated series into live action because i get so excited about it and and because that's a shared continuity they're not replacing anything it's just i get excited to see them in another medium Uh, whereas this is not a shared medium it's a remake and it's just like avatar's like a perfect thing it's like it's a perfect little series what has this got to offer what does this have to offer i think i think that's a legitimate question i so you know i think i probably need to watch a few more episodes of the animated series like maybe watch all of season one and then go into this kind of do it like like what i did with um uh ahsoka i think that's probably the best way to do it i think so um i i kind of wanted to watch it based on i gotta read more about why uh the creators walked off of this set because that's to me is the biggest red flag ever especially with netflix who i already hate yeah that is a red flag i don't know why how did they lose their way how did netflix lose their way uh too big anything that becomes that big becomes unstable and bad like everything is it is it because it just becomes too corporate it's like this corporate yep speaking speaking of this is kind of sidetracked but did you watch that video of that girl who posted the nine minute video of being fired from cloudflare no this girl who worked at cloudflare she was there for like three months and they and they fired her four months and they fired her um she made a video like for tiktok like a nine minute long video for tiktok and it was just like her phone sitting on her desk, like looking at her, but you could hear everything mm-hmm. just really crappy corporate, um, behavior. And, um, made me think of that. Just like you get too big and it's just, it's so, it's like impersonal. And there's a, a point that people, people move up in a corporate company where they completely lose what it is to be a normal human working at a place and they become part of that machine. Mm. And it's like, cause I've had my last job was corporate and I've, I had people, I talked to people and I could tell when they moved up, they were starting to lose their, uh, their humanity mm. and become part of the machine. And it's just like, I'm, I'm glad I work where I work now. It's a nonprofit. There's none of this there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I work for a small, like, kind of a startup, so yeah, I, I'm yeah. with you for sure. Um, well, well, we will see how Avatar, uh, how this comes out. We'll see. Yep. Uh, next up, we have a trailer for Seize Them. Yeah, this is Dark Age Britain, where Queen Dagon is toppled by a revolution led by Humble Joan. The queen becomes a fugitive in her own land and must face hardship and danger as she embarks on a voyage to win back her throne. So this is a comedy. It's a British comedy. Um, Nick Frost from the Edgar Wright movies is in it. And some people I I mostly haven't heard of. Uh, but it's like a medieval comedy. Yeah. I will say this trailer did communicate that plot pretty well. Like you pretty much got, pretty much got the gist of the movie from the trailer. 
Yep. Um, but I think you and I disagree on, or just maybe our reaction was different. I didn't laugh one time in this. I laughed a few times. I thought it was pretty funny. And certain, like when the sword goes through the guy's head when he's trying to listen where everyone is outside, I thought that was very funny. Because uh, he's like trying to figure out how far away they are, and then the sword goes through his head because he's listening at the keyhole, and then he's like, they're outside. <laughs> that was good. Uh, like Not like hilarious. Uh, the the trailer wasn't hilarious, but it just some of the line readings got me. Uh, I think it it has promise, but also it could be very few and far in between, and the only good parts were in the trailer. Could be when that when that bit with the sword going through the keyhole, like through his head, like at that point, I still wasn't sure if it was a comedy or not. Like I was having trouble kind of reading it. Yeah, and so then it like then you kind of get the idea like a little bit later that it's a it's a comedy. But it uh, just didn't uh, hit me the right way. She also threw a jellyfish at someone, which is very funny. Yeah. I mean, you started to think of, like, being a secret weapon, like having a jellyfish in a sack. Uh-huh. Like, n- nobody's going to expect a jellyfish tentacle to the face, but that's not going to be a good day for that person. Yeah. It's probably pretty stupid and bad, but, it has, you know, in this in this landscape, like, with the following movies that we have after this... Uh, this was pretty promising comparatively. <laughs> I just thought about it. It's like, what if you really did have a jellyfish as a secret weapon? And like, they're wearing a coat of armor or whatever, but if you can like get it in the crevices or get it down the chainmail suit or something or on the face, like you would, that would give you a tactical advantage because they're not going to be able to concentrate. It's just tremendously funny to me to throw a jellyfish at someone. <laughs> throw a jellyfish, folks probably an episode title there yeah probably um next up we have adam the first yeah this is the worst one on the on this i think um Uh, adam a 14 year old boy travels across the country to meet a series of men who could be his father after finding a letter with a list of names and addresses uh this has david duchovny in it and uh uh george from gray's anatomy was in there somewhere and uh yeah that's it i have not a lot to say about this i saw david duchovny so i put it on the list and then it it was not good this is uh this is some angela's ashes not a good time uh it's been a while since we said angela's ashes at the beach (laughs) this is angela (laughs) i forgot about that this is some angela's ashes at the beach bro This, this is um hey do you want to spend an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes, hopefully not longer, of your time just down in the dumps? Well, have we got the film for you? This just yep. looks, this was so unappealing. And when I was watching this, I was going, man, am I just salty this week? Or I was like, is this just nothing looking good? But I think no, it's the dregs, the dregs Lands. Yeah. Adams, I, who is this? Is this for people who read Angela's Ashes at the Beach? Probably. It's for people that think something is good because it's unpleasant, which is most people. That's that's it. That's it. It's for people who think it's good because it's unpleasant. It's like that's taking how the med- Oscars work. It's like people who think that medicine has to taste bad. Yeah. Like like uh Nyquil, the worst taste in the <laughs> universe. You don't think you don't think Benadryl's uh worse? I think Nyquil's the worst possible 
taste that you can have in your mouth. Oh, see, I don't mind licorice. That's probably why I don't mind it. Well, I I don't know. I just can't like I was every time I take Nyquil, I have like this involuntary spasm <laughs> that that is so severe it hurts my neck sometimes. <laughs> hey, when you write into us, if you're gonna write into us, um, tell us what the worst what you think the worst tasting medicine is. Yeah, add that in. Yeah. Have you ever like chewed up like a um like an ibuprofen? No. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah. I just swallow them without water and move on with my life. I, uh, no, don't remind me that you do that. You savage. Next time you, I do it, I'm going to video it and send it to you. You ghoul. You ghoul. You wouldn't do it. You wouldn't dare do that to your friend. I'm your friend. We'll see. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Maybe I'm not a good friend. Maybe I'm a villain. You're, you may not be real. You may be a movie character. This is the Truman Show, and you're a movie character because you swallow pills without <laughs> water like some, like some men in black alien in a skin suit that's true a fiend uh all right so next up we have alexander the making of a god yeah alexander was king of the ancient greek city of macedon uh wildly widely considered to be one of history's greatest and most successful military commanders by the age of 30 he had created one of the largest empires in history this is a half acted half historical documentary on netflix it's uh to me the title is over the top some of the documentary commentary is over the top um and basically here's the pitch meeting for this i'm gonna look you play the um the executive and i'll play i'll play the producer pitching it okay 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 so boss you know how we got these documentaries that we do like the marco polo one like, but not, not not Marco Polo because that's that's no people talking. But like, what's the the ancient Rome one with the people talking? Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. So we do that, right? But we but we spend more money on the reenactment parts. Oh, I don't like that word. Where's this money coming from? Uh, you know, from uh, well, maybe we fire some people or uh, oh, I know we can put ads in Netflix. We'll we'll add ads. All right, uh, we'll also raise the price again. We do that once a month. It's coming up. Yeah, yeah. So so essentially, that's what this is. A historical document, but we spend a lot of money on the reenactment parts. Okay, well, as long as you make it TikTokable, I'm in. TikTokable. I don't know if I can stomach some of the... Because they're, they're picking historians in this that are going to be like... It's like... It's like uh, curtain... They're trying to. What is it? They're they're appealing to the lowest common denominator. I don't know. Like bombastic. They're, they're dumbing it down. Yeah, dumbing it down. They're like people that are gonna people that are gonna shine it up a little bit. You know, improve the truth. They're gonna lionize him. Yeah. Um. Like like one guy was like he he was the greatest conqueror this world has ever seen or of all time. And I'm just like okay. Can we be a little bit more uh, historical and objective about this? Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't like documentaries, so uh, I'm not going to watch this. I'll probably miss it too, but your your comment that you put on the outline is <laughs> oh, yeah, right. so true. It's such a good comment. <laughs> That's right. So when I was watching this, I kept thinking, because when they're, they're cutting to the historians in the trailer, I'd be like, 
you're selling it to me wrong. If this was something that you wanted me to watch, it would be way like a thousand times better. If it cut to Philomena Kunk and her yeah. reactions to Alexander, <laughs> what was so great about him? <laughs> Do you have like a million followers on Instagram or something? That would be. <laughs> that's exactly it. Like I wish somebody would recut this with her. I mean, just. That would be so perfect. It would be so good. And you could you wouldn't even have to have that big of a, a budget. Yeah, you could go lower budget and then just have her be the best thing I ever saw on Netflix was Kung on Earth. She's the best. It might be the best thing on Netflix that they've made. <laughs> no. So good. Um, so we will probably not see this. Okay. Next up we have Hitman. And no, not Hitman, the video game. Nope. It's a... Professor Moonlighting as a hitman of sorts for his city police department descends into dangerous, dubious territory when he finds himself attracted to a woman who enlists his services, which, of course, would happen to anyone because the woman is Adria Arjona and the man is (coughs) Glenn Powell from uh, Top Gun Maverick and Anyone But You, who is going to be in everything for a while, I believe. They they keep trying to put Adria Arjona in these um, like every woman roles like normal people. She's she is so far from a normal person. She is like a supermodel. Yeah, she like glows if you look at her, and it hurts to look at her. Yeah, it hurts to look at her. Um, I mean, she's literally in like, uh, like perfume ads and like fashion ads, like in yeah. Vogue. Like she's like she's like in Vogue in the mo- in in the magazine Vogue in the ads. Like that's the kind of person she is. Yeah. And she's a good actor, don't get me wrong, but like she cannot she steals every scene that she's in yep. just by her being herself. So I that's all I could concentrate on in this trailer. Yeah, that's why I put it on here. So. Yeah. They they cut away from her and I'm like where did you go? Bring her back. Other than that, like it's a pretty unremarkable. I mean, it's directed by Richard Linklater, who's like a real director. Really? Like he did Boyhood, which was like a Best Picture nomination. Huh. So he's like a real dude. Uh, so it's not just like some fake movie that's not real. Okay. But it did remind me of that Gerard Butler, Jennifer Aniston, Bounty Hunter movie. <laughs> that was really dumb. Uh, from like 2010, I, I want to say. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that was a while ago. I couldn't tell what this was about at all. No, me neither. Uh, I It was Adria Arjona was walking around. And uh, that was the that was it for me. Yeah, this it, it may have had like just a whiff of the saint in it. Yeah, yeah. Whiff. If it's like that, it could be fun because that movie rules. That movie's great. Yeah. Um. So I'll. I, I, this just is. I think unremarkable. Unremarkable is the word for this. I probably. Yeah. I won't. I won't see it. Definitely. I'm not gonna see it. Um, I'm also not going to watch this next thing, mainly because it's not based on the video game that I liked, and it's called Sleeping Dogs. Yeah, after undergoing a cutting-edge Alzheimer's treatment protocol, a former homicide detective re-examines a decade-old case involving the brutal murder of a college professor, and it's as if he's investigating the case for the first time, so it's kind of like he gets a do-over without any of his uh, mental biases that he had the first time he did it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's Russell Crowe. Uh, and Karen Gillan, and this is one that I I could watch if it was streaming on something that I had access to and saw it, uh, because 
I like a movie like this, but I only this kind of movie is one that you only watch once and then you know what happened. Yeah, yeah, so. for sure. But it, uh, this is minorly intriguing. Yeah. Are you familiar with the Sleeping Dogs video game? No, I'm not. Um, it is about what's the Chinese gang? I only know the Japanese one. Tri is it the Triad? Oh yeah, yeah, I do know about that. It's like it's like Triad stuff. To me, that's kind of interesting because you. Because a lot of like um, Asia, like the like Asian underworld stuff, is so foreign, yeah. That it's um, that makes it interesting because it's because you, it's all new, right? Like when you yeah. see this when you see this kind of stuff and how they operate and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, I liked Sleeping Dogs, uh, the game. So I'm, I was kind of disappointed this was not that. Yeah. But you know, if you're into this uh, murder mystery memento like type thing over here yeah it was kind of memento-y but like less gimmicky than memento mm. yeah that sounds about right yeah yeah i think that's probably accurate uh so sleeping dogs there it is it's coming out at some some point on something some somewhere we won't let you we won't let you know i'll tell you that no it's How, never going to be spoken of again you know like i don't think we ever go back and say like hey remember that thing we talked about it's coming out on this we've never done that no only if we if it ends up in what we done watched we do but that's oh, it. Yeah. That's the only way. Oh, there is something coming out on Tubi. Not coming out. There's something on Tubi. Is okay. Oh, I know what it is. Um, so, um, so our friend Tawny did Inception on me, and she she's like, "Why have you and Kevin um, not done Crockett and Tubbs from Miami Vice at Dragon Con?" Yeah, really. Uh, yeah, and I was like. How have we? How have we never even considered this? Like, ha- even thought of it? It's it's literally perfect. Yeah. No. What? I just assumed you did it before I knew you. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, we're obviously doing it at Dragon yeah, Con. Obviously. Um, and I've actually never seen the show. I've never seen a single episode of Miami Vice. Oh, you're in for some fun. Yeah. So, it's streaming on Tubi. Excellent. So I have to figure out how to get Tubi. And then watch the show. Well, I've seen a lot of Miami Vice, and uh, you're going to have a good time. Oh, that's great. I can't wait. Does he drive a Testarossa, a Ferrari Testarossa? I don't know cars, man. I'm sorry. Okay. He drives a cool car. Okay. I think it's a Testarossa. He's got a very 80s jacket and 80s hair. Yeah. I got to buy a white suit. Yeah. But I found one for like I found one for like 120, 130 bucks or something like that. It's not Roll bad. them sleeves up. Oh yeah, dude. And I'm gonna have yeah. like the teal uh, just T-shirt underneath. It's yeah, kinda, I can't this wait. I'm excited about it. Yeah, dude. I love so. Miami Vice. Oh man, I can't wait. Um. Oh, oh, speaking of 80s, um, there is a movie coming out called Roadhouse. Yes. Uh, uh, it's a remake of the Patrick Swayze Roadhouse. The plot is an ex-UFC middleweight fighter ends up working at a rowdy bar in the Florida Keys where things are not as they seem. Obviously, remake of Patrick Swayze, Roadhouse. Insane that Jake Gyllenhaal is in this. Insane. Absolutely insane. Doesn't make sense. (laughs) Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is not a strong guy like Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze literally was, like, duplicated into chris hemsworth i assume he must have passed on this chris hemsworth looks exactly like patrick swayze would have been insane not to ask him but everything about this is like 
Roadhouse is not a a good movie. It's a really stupid movie in the in the eighties. <laughs> but it's fun because it's incredibly stupid. Uh to me, Jake Gyllenhaal is great value Ryan Gosling. He's some yeah, he's lesser. Yeah. Um I don't know. Like I don't think of him as being tough. Like all I think about is him getting peck implants for uh Prince of Persia, which was a rumor that I do not know if is true. Peck um, implants. Yeah, yeah. Uh I I will say that Daniela Melchior is in this, who is is extremely gorgeous. Uh she's Ratcatcher too from Suicide Squad. Mm. And uh she was in Guardians Three as well. Uh they held her hostage on that organ station. Um but yeah, so I, I like to watch the old Roadhouse, Roadhouse because it's dumb and there's a lot of a lot of Mystery Science Theater references to Roadhouse, including the song Patrick Swayze Christmas, which I sing all the time, especially around Christmas. Uh, which is <laughs> literally about Roadhouse, uh, a Christmas at Roadhouse, uh, at okay. the Roadhouse. So, I I go into Roadhouse as a property by having only uh, the ability to mock it, <laughs> and then they try and pull out this Jake Gyllenhaal Roadhouse remake when clearly it should have been Chris Hemsworth. And that's all I have to say about this: is what, why, why this, why this so so just watching this trailer to me it doesn't look like a remake of roadhouse it looks like a remake of a foreign movie you are i 100 percent correct because when i when i saw you write this comment i saw it before i watched the trailer okay and i thought to myself does ben not know about the movie roadhouse (laughs) and then i was like i was like how uh, how out of the zeitgeist are you to not know about roadhouse and then i i started the trailer and i went oh no he's right it does look i was like this is an other thing that he thought that is correct yeah yeah so you you got me back uh, over there with that so yeah just go watch this trailer and just think hey this was a like a chinese movie or a an indian movie or a thai movie or something like that just some foreign movie egyptian movie like what what was it with uh it's about the bombs are far away. <laughs> <laughs> the bombs are far away. What was that movie called? Desert Punch or something? You have it over there. I do. I, I sort of watched it. You gotta watch it. Desert man. is it Desert Strike? Yeah, Desert Strike or whatever. <laughs> it's about the bomb off. Um, I, to, I gotta go watch that. But it's like that. It's like that energy. Yeah. Um, just go watch it and and you'll see. Yes. All right. Oh, okay. So, uh, so that's the Del Levine trailers that we have. But we have one more trailer that is the Patron Selects trailer. Yep. And it's from Josh, and it's called The Storm. Yeah. It's uh, the story has as its protagonist the poor Daguzi, who on the drifting river finds an abandoned child who he decides to raise as his son, Man- Man- Manto. I don't know how to pronounce these names. Sure. Uh, the father tries in every way to improve the standard of living and offer a better future to his son, but he also makes mistakes, and then it's up to the little one to rush to his aid and beyond. That is sort of underselling how cool this movie looks. Uh, the animation is really, really cool. It's it's 
I don't even know how to explain it. It's like it's Miyazaki-esque. Yeah, Miyazaki-esque. It's 2D animation, uh, an art that is underrepresented now in the West. So we have to go uh, to the East to get it. Uh, gorgeous, weird-looking magic stuff. Uh, really cool character designs. Uh, the colors are great. Everything about this looks cool. I really want to watch this. And this is Chinese. So this has me really curious um, about how far Chinese animation has come. You know, how does it compare to Japanese animation and storytelling? Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's different. You know, it is different. Yeah. And I, I don't feel like we get a lot of the Chinese animated stuff over here, do we? No, just the, the only couple of things that I've heard of were sent to us by Josh. Yeah. So it doesn't get a lot of fanfare. I mean, I don't even know how tough it is to get, you know. Right. Do they export this kind of stuff? But uh, I'm, I'm very curious, very curious. It looks really cool. Yeah, it was, um, it's animated very well. Yeah. So, Josh, uh, when this comes out and you watch it, let me know where it is. Let us know. And won't you let us know things when you write into us to answer questions that we ask on this here podcast? Yeah. Well, do you want to do the? There's a, since we only have one video game thing. Do you want to just add it to the end here? Yeah. There's um, basically because I haven't played any video games. Yeah. Uh, there is a game coming out, or it's in development right now. It's called Tales of the Shire. Okay. Jess knows about this. I yep. just now recently found out about it. This trailer came out like a month ago. It doesn't yeah. matter. Who cares? It is essentially the way the way that people are describing this is it's a cozy game, like Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley, but it's set like in the Shire, like you're with hobbits. Day one purchase for me. That's a day one purchase. I want to wrap up in a blanket and sit in front of the TV with hot tea and play this game. No stakes. Absolutely. So I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah. Load to no stakes, relax, and play a game. That sounds so perfect right now in this climate, in this year. Yes. N- never has, I mean, not to say never, but like this is one of those years where we need a game like this. Yeah, I'm going to need this. And uh, probably some Valium. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those years. Yeah. So anyway, if you know, listen, if you know anything about this game, because we know very little, right? Right. It's just and I don't a teaser. Know, yeah, I don't know much about this game other than the concept of what it can be. Uh, what are workshops involved in this? That's always good. Yeah. So, But if you know anything, let us know. Write into us because we want to know. We want to play it. We want to buy it. We want to live in it. I want to spend money. I want to get the DLC. I want all of it. Yep. I want the gold. Give me the gold. And if you want the gold, you can let us know on Instagram at Trailer Blazers Podcast. Or you can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. If you really want, you can support us on Patreon at uh, trailerblazerspodcast.com or patreon.com slash trailerblazers. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail at hititifa8 on your phone, which is 448-488-4328. Also in the show notes if you can't remember. Uh, leave us a voicemail. Tell us what your best picture is for this um year and uh you can rate and review us on apple Podcasts, which is still a great way for the show to gain traction if you do that quick mickey's gonna let you know what happens 
I'm gonna let you know what happens, busy. I'm gonna take some classes in animation, and so I can make an, one of them, like, uh, hologram concert shows, and it's gonna be a Patrick Swayze Christmas, because he's my hero, and I wanna make it, I wanna bring him back to life, but I don't want it to be creepy and, like, Uncanny Valley. Nick, you familiar with that? Sure am. Yeah, we don't want that, but I do want to see Patrick Swayze dancing. And maybe we have a scene where he's doing pottery with, you know, with Demi Moore. Because that lives in my head rent-free, you know. It's a thought that won't die. And I want to see him on the stage. And I want to see two things. I want to see Patrick Swayze dancing. Now I want to see Patrick Swayze fighting. All right? Yep. And if I can animate that, we... That's how we can do it. But I can't do that unless we get some five-star risings up in here, baby. So do that. And if you get and if you get enough, listen, if you get enough five-star ratings in your life, your dreams can come true. That is the step. Thank you, Quick Mickey. Effervescent, reticulated, resplendent, as always. For the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I... We'll open up my heart and let the Patrick Swayze Christmas in. We'll gather at the roadhouse with our next of kin. And Santa can be our regular Saturday night thing. We'll decorate a bar stool, then gather round and sing. Happy Trousers. And I'm Ben Moon, and I'm like Memento, but less gimmicky. <laughs> Happy Trousers. What was so great about it? Armageddon? <laughs> Do you have like a million followers on Instagram or something? I wish somebody would recut this with Armageddon. That would be so perfect. It would be so good. <laughs>